When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, top of the ninth, Texas leading the Blue Jays 5-2. Elks game coming up on Friday, 6 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff game at 7.30. Elks at Saskatchewan. My next guest is one of the kindest and strangest people I know. It's Oilers play-by-play voice, Jack Michaels. Hey, Jack. Reed, how are you? Good. Did you like that? Short to the yeah, point. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's, yeah. uh, that's a vast improvement on some of your previous <laughs> intros. Well, often we have some Oilers play-by-play, but we'll we'll get some fresh stuff soon, and we'll drop that in when we have you on. Hey, uh, I, I could have introduced you as the well-traveled Jack Michaels. Are, are you comfortable sharing any of your uh, destinations from the past couple of months? Well, it was kind of weird when those fires erupted in Hawaii because we had just gotten back a few weeks prior, and uh, we ended up uh, going to the Big Island and Maui, both of which, uh, you know, had significant fires. Obviously, Maui turned into be uh, the worst, and then uh, and then it was on to, you know, kind of pick up my daughter in New York City from her internship and take her on a week-long vacation through Long Island, New York, and up through Rhode Island. And then, um, you know, from there, we were able to kind of get away with my son for five days to Cancun. So, and, and in between dropping my daughter back off at Penn state for, uh, her sophomore year. So yeah, it's, it's been a busy summer. And I think like you, uh, more than ready to get back at it. And, and it starts with, uh, you know, Penticton this upcoming weekend and, you know, we're going to have a preseason game. What is it? A week from a week yeah, from Sunday. Like 12, so twelve days already. Before we transition to hockey, because you know, I like. I'm a bit of a weirdo. I like t- finding out about people. Do you have a place? That- You're not a bit of a weirdo, Reed. You're <laughs> no, full born. Th- thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, yeah. Do you have a place that you visit? That is the place where, if you were told, okay, Jack, you can only take one vacation in the next five years. Like, is there a place you'd be like, okay, I'm going there? I think it'd probably be Hawaii in the final analysis. Uh, I've been lucky enough to, you know, find some great spots in Mexico and California. But I I think in the end, uh, I I find Hawaii probably, you know, the most relaxing and and comfortable. So, yeah, it'd be – and in really any of the islands, I don't don't have a strong preference. But uh, there's a couple of spots in particular – that are go-tos, but really everything over there is good. Okay, awesome. All right, uh, so you're going to Penticton. I, I know you're going to be doing, uh, I think you're doing a game. I think Mooner's doing a game to, for, for web streams and stuff like that. Uh, interesting spot in Penticton, and of course, uh, like pretty close to the ice surface, which is pretty pretty cool, but probably something you've experienced uh, in some of your other stops and some of your, your other leagues and stuff. No question about it. In fact, uh, you know, as you know, Reed, it's it's really one of the finest 
I mean, I think it's a junior A rink, but it, it easily could be a Western Hockey League rink. It's it's very nicely done. I mean, they, they do a good job. The V's have a storied history in their own right, uh, you know, with, with a lot of people who've excelled for that particular club. And as you said, it is close enough to the ice surface that it reminds me of some of my days kicking around in the minors. And I was thinking about that. I, I, uh, I got a couple of messages from my friends in Alaska recently. And it, it made me think of one of my first trips to Alaska. It was a, it was actually a playoff series. Uh, It was my first year in Colorado Springs and Colorado and Alaska went toe to toe. And Alaska was coached by, a fellow by the name of Walt Podubny, who oh, yeah. was an NHL all-star. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he actually was very close to winning the all-star game MVP, I believe, in 87. And Gretzky had a big third period and basically, as, as Walt loved to tell the story, stole his car. <laughs> John uh, Garrett had but, that happen to him, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, think Gretzky, I think Gretzky did that to a few guys over the years, but... <laughs> In any event, you know, he was he was coaching the team at that particular point in time and uh there was there was a calamity of errors on on Colorado's trip to Alaska. Uh he actually got involved in a bit of a brawl which resulted in in him uh going down a staircase and suffering a compound fracture in his leg. And I I remember interviewing him before a potential elimination game. This was game four of a best of five with Colorado up two games to one. And it looked like he was going to pass out. I mean, he was in a lot of pain, but he gutted it out, did the interview. I always used to, you know, interview the away coach. And of course we do that in, in some form or another, you know, even today in the NHL, but uh, so he's on the bench on crutches. I mean, he had had a significant injury the night before, and we didn't really talk about. You know, I think I, I think I invented some sort of, you know, a puck off the leg in practice or some story. And there were a couple of controversial calls uh, in the game, and Colorado ended up opening it up late in the third period. And there was another call that you know definitely could have could have been borderline to say the least and sure enough sticks come on the ice and the next thing i know crutches come on the ice (laughs) and i happen to you know so this is obviously going to be a lengthy delay plus they've got to give him his crutches so he can hobble off the ice because of course he's been ejected from the game and there's no alaska was configured in such a way where you had to leave the ice and this led to a number of different scenarios. Steve Martinson, a tough guy who's actually retired, his numbers retired in Syracuse, named John Baduke, actually got in a fight on the ice because Baduke wouldn't move as Steve Martinson was trying to make his way to the bench. And so you got Baduke in a full uniform and Martinson in, in a suit, you know, swinging at each other. But anyways, back to the situation. Martinson actually got once got kicked out in Anchorage and then took the long way around. In other words, you you know, you had to work about a quarter length of the ice to make your exit. He took the long way. So he just <laughs> stared at the officials for three quarters of the ice around. But this story isn't about Steve Martinson, and it's not really even about Walt Podubny, as he eventually collected <laughs> his crutches and started to make his way off the ice, taking the preferred route only about a quarter of the way. But I happened to look over at my broadcast, casting colleague 
Fred Rannard. And Fred was a guy that did every game with a big gulp at the ready and often would fill it, you know, between periods or whatever. And, and I'm talking the, you know, the big gulp right out of the Dumb and Dumber movie. I would say there was at least 46 ounces of soda in that thing. And I happened to look over, and just as I look over, Fred chucks his big gulp from the top of the first, you know, deck of seats. So he's probably about 22 rows back. And, I mean, I don't think it was completely full, but he, he, he had enough weight there to get it to the ice surface, and he had a good enough arm, and, of course, it exploded. I mean, so there was probably – uh, at least 20 ounces of soda in there. And I'm like, holy cow, this is my this is my first year in pro hockey. And this guy is about 10 years older than me. So he's probably, you know, actually maybe even more. He's like 36, 37. I'm 23. And I'm like, holy cow, this guy's out of his mind. <laughs> and so I thought it kind of died there. I mean, it was it – was, in a amidst a torrent of stuff thrown on the ice, you know, again, there was it was just it was kind of an ugly scene and typical kind of minor league situation. So I thought it was over until I got a call the next day, and it's the league office on the line, and they're like, "What can you tell us about what went on in the press box?" <laughs> and of course, I'm not about to rat the guy out. And so I, you know, I kind of said, oh, I, I, why, you know, what, what do you mean? You know, I, I just played dumb. And, well, we, we've had reports that perhaps a colleague of yours was guilty of contributing to the on-ice shenanigans because they were coming down hard on Anchorage. And, you know, even though Anchorage was out of the playoffs, they, they planned to find them. And, you know, so I got the third degree and, you know, of course I, I said, you know what, I, I, you know, I cannot confirm nor deny. I didn't see anything. So I, you know, I wasn't going to throw Fred under the bus. He's a good, good guy. And, uh, but anyway, that was, I mean, that was my first playoff series and it ended with my uh, fellow broadcaster hurling a hurling a Pepsi about twenty five rows onto the uh, ice, and then he just kept calling the game. He was just like, "Okay, oh I yeah, got it out of oh, my yeah. system." I just, yeah. you know, I just moved, <laughs> I just moved, moved right along. But I mean, him that was too, no he, big deal. He he, he I, kept calling the game. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's not like he was ejected. I mean, that was a pro <laughs> Anchorage crowd. I mean, I, I they probably bronzed him after that one. He was. And I ended up taking over for this guy because he ended up quitting and going to call auto racing. And at the, in the same time he decided to do that, our team went belly up on like the 1st of August. And I had just gotten married, just bought a new house, new car, and all of a sudden I'm without a job. And that's how I ended up in Alaska in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, I ended up succeeding the guy who, who threw the big gulp. And, I, you know, I can't claim any big gulp records of my own, but that was, that was certainly a, a memorable one. I, I mean, I've seen all kinds of stuff. When I was in Peoria one time, the broadcaster uh, by the name of Norm Ulrich, he had a stroke in the middle, uh, middle of the game. So I'm calling the game, seeing a guy slumped over, and I know instantly, all right, that's not normal. He's not, you know, just kicking back or whatever. And, yeah, we, got, we had to get attention over there, and it, it turned out that he was okay. Uh, and and actually called games later that year, 
But, you know, he he eventually retired. And then the guy who took his place, Brendan Burke, is now in the NHL with the New York Islanders. But, yeah, I I, uh, I was not more than 10 feet away from Norm when he had a when he had a major health episode. That was that was oh kind God. of on the that was the less jovial story. But, oh, I could I could go on and on. I mean, the, <laughs> the minor leagues were were full of stories like that. Uh, well, Jack, uh, thanks for sharing those. Uh, you're right. One the, the the story about the big golf much lighter than the story. I, I mean, you had me at Podubny getting kicked out of the game, and he's like, well, you can't – you're kicked out for throwing your crutches on the ice. And he's like, yes, but, but I, can't, I, can't, the I can't leave the them, premises right? yeah. until you give me my crutches back. Exactly. <laughs> I also was once interrupted in a game, in a minor league game in Vegas, and, and our colleague Cam Moon would know this gentleman, former Red Deer Rebel B.J. Young, uh, the late B.J. Young, a good friend of mine, uh, he actually was playing for the Alaska team that I was working for, and Alaska had wrapped up a playoff spot, and I'm doing a playoff game with Scott Gomez, who was the MVP in the ECHL that, that year. This was the 0405 lockout season. And so he's taking the last couple of games off because Alaska's already secured its playoff position. And right in the middle of the game, some guy who, I mean, no one would want to mess with came up and he, he literally was standing right in front of us, mountain of a man. And, you know, I finally, you know, I was, we finally took a break and I said, sir, you're going to have to, you're going to have to clear this area. I don't want to get into a big thing with you, but you can't stand there. And he's like, I'm looking for, I'm looking for BJ young. And I'm like, well, he's playing right now, you know? And, 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 uh, He's like, oh, I didn't realize that. Well, you tell BJ after the game, the cowboy will be looking for it. And he stalked away. And Scott and I almost swallowed our tongues. I mean, there was genuine fear. Like, I was like, this is... Like, number one, I, I don't want to get too involved with what's going on with BJ. But was, and then when we told him after the game, BJ laughed it off. Ah, whatever. That guy's all all talk. And I'm like, well, it seemed like all talk to me. Yeah, no, that was, that was another one. That's now, a- you know what? Minor league hockey broadcasting booths read. There's not a great deal of respect paid to them. You you can get. You can, you can get yourself in, in interesting situations. We'll leave it at that. Well, when you're in Pecticton, I wish you uh, no big gulps and, and uh, no threats from any fans, and you'll have a good weekend there, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, awesome. I don't even know. I mean, the Cowboy could be at large. If He's at large. This, That's right. <laughs> I might have really put myself in jeopardy. You weren't supposed to talk about this. It's like Fight Club. Don't tell Cowboy stories. Now he's going to be Yeah, I, I, I might have made a major <laughs> error here. <laughs> Oh, Jack, this was incredible. Uh, of course, we'll have you on the show several times throughout the upcoming season. Thank you so much for the stories, man. We'll see you soon. Always good to chat. Take care. That is one of the best storytellers uh, in sports, and we are lucky to have him. Uh, Jack Michaels, who you hear calling games here on 630 Chet, along with Cam Moon, and, of course, Jack also doing plenty of games on Sports that West. My goodness, I was laughing the whole time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. So the Blue Jays have lost 6-3 to the Texas Rangers. The scoreboard presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Another epic appearance to uh, by uh, Jack Michaels. Uh, love having him on the show. Uh, 780-496-0063. Kellen, give me a couple before we go. Yeah, for sure. Is it any wonder Oilers Nation loves Jack Michaels? What a great storyteller and great oh. stories. That's from Vic. He loved that last segment, as everyone who was listening has, and myself. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that, that was great. It's, I mean, still one of Jack's, uh, well, one of my all-time, it might be my favorite segment ever on this show and I love doing the show and there's a lot of things I feel pretty lucky to have been a part of his ostrich race story was uh, epic he did play by play of an ostrich race at, at some point and uh, the the big gulp on the ice story is pretty good anything else Kel? Mm-hmm. Uh going back to the Elks you're actually going back to the game last weekend the Labor Day rematch we got Steve texting in and Steve says Reed do you feel that the young officiating crew that ref the Elks Stampeders game on the weekend was a little bit intimidated. Seems like some of the calls weren't uh, of a major, if not minor, league level. That's from Steve. Um, don't mistake something that can be explained by incompetence by for anything else. I'm, that's not the right use of that phrase. I think sometimes... <laughs> I, I, I think... Uh, uh no, yeah I, I think they just maybe weren't sharp uh I've been honestly I I've I've seen worse officiated games in, in the CFL but I know I don't think they were intimidated I think they just might have taken a while to make some calls that's all well we gotta go already okay uh thanks to Kellen Kennedy studio producer Dave Cabell's the producer of the show my name's Reed talk to you tomorrow